Coming up, we've got NFL Action Week 1 getting ready to kick off this Thursday. Uh, we're going to talk that. We're going to talk uh, some big news in the wrestling world. Um, and just I'm going to go through and project and see who can win what. We're going to talk about Browns. We're going to talk about Lions and uh, just the NFL landscape as it looks uh, currently. And that's pretty much going to be the, the pod this time. But uh, looking forward to talking about it. Show starts now. This is DLS Central. Damon in the house. Glad to be back on the air. Uh, Debbie took a lot of time off and you know, um, I'm, I'm I'm glad to be back in the saddle, especially around uh, football season. You know, that's that's where uh, I, I have my uh, my most consistency when it comes to recording. If you've been listening to any podcast I've done, you know, c- consistency is <laughs> has always been the issue. But you know, stuff happens. And, you know, that that's how it goes. But uh, thanks to how easy it is to record a podcast, um, you know, just it, it's something that I do. I love and I love doing it, love talking about, uh, you know, sports and, you know, and, uh, you know, Jesus and, and the word. And and so, you know, we, we're going to continue to do that. Um, I can't say that um, my motivation is always there, but, you know. I wanna, I wanna get better at it, and uh, just just keep listening and keep working with me. Pray for me, pray for a brother. All right, <laughs> and so we're gonna talk NFL uh, heavy today, uh, mainly because season is starting. We're we're here. I didn't want to do a recording during preseason because it's just you. You really, it, it's fun to watch. It's good to see football come back, but. Um, you really can't gather anything of worth when it comes to if a team is truly going to be uh, like good or not, because preseason can, can kind of like trick you if you're too invested in it, because there are teams where they look great in the preseason and then they don't have a good regular season, or it's like, Oh, I don't know. They got up to a slow start and, and, the, and next thing you know, the team, they, they're surprising. It's like, oh, this is the same thing. It's like, of course, because it's like they're, you know, especially with how preseason is now, they're not playing all their guys. Um, and if they do play their main guys, they're only getting in a couple of reps and then they're kind of like a clipboard headset or just in, you know, in regular clothes or just their jersey, no pads, no helmet, um, just hanging out. But now it counts. Now it's real. <laughs> Shout out to Alcas, but that was real, Jesse Bell. Um, and so now we get to see what teams really have. We get uh, everybody's playing their starters. They're going full tilt, full blast. And we're going to see who's really legit and who's just good on paper. Who's the paper champions versus the real champions. And so we're going to start off um, – talking about i guess just the just the divisions um because there's a lot of interesting things that you can chart 
uh, for each division. Uh, AFC is definitely stronger uh, this year with Aaron Rodgers coming into the mix, and so that that shifts the the the, the balance of power per se uh, to the AFC uh, even more than uh, the NFC because of course the AFC houses the NFL champions, the uh, the, the Chiefs, and Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now. So, and I don't think anybody's going to argue. I mean, you can argue it, but it's really hard to argue against it. He's pretty much undisputed. Um, but we got a lot of quarterbacks in the AFC and there's a lot of strong teams. And so it's, it's going to be tougher because of that. It's going to be tougher to come out of the AFC than it is out of the NFC um, with how the, the balance of power is between the two conferences and that AOC East, that is going to be very, very fun to watch. Um, very brutal conference to come out of. If you if you get a playoff spot from the AOC East, you earned it. And so we got Buffalo. We got uh, the Jets. We got Dolphins. We got Patriots. I think the Patriots, because of because of how things are set up in that in that division i think the patriots are going to probably be the weakest conference um unless a dolphin unless tua gets hurt again or tyreek hill gets hurt if if none of those two guys get hurt then the patriots are going to be the the worst team in that division um doesn't mean that they're not you know that they won't be decent but it's going to be hard for them to to compete against Buffalo, New York, and Miami, uh, considering how how those teams are built. They might have a better chance of beating Buffalo. I know they always struggle against Miami and with the Jets, with with um with with Rodgers being in in uh in on the Jets, it's gonna be harder uh for them to play because it's gonna be a new system uh, and Rodgers is is Rodgers still, even though he's older. So I look at, I think the Jets have to win this division. I think they're they're the favorites to win this division. So you kind of got to go Jets one, uh, Buffalo two, Miami three, and then the Pats four. Um, the Miami's the the wild card of this division because you don't know if two is truly back. Um, and if he can protect himself, can the defensive line protect him? Uh, you and really, what um, what makes the t- like the offense go is having Tyree Kill as a threat, and so you just have to hope nothing happens to him. But the big X factor is Tua, and it because if he can't perform at the level post conduct uh, post concussion like he had pre concussion, they're in trouble. Um, and that's why the, the Pats could probably be third in that division if that's the case. Um, but really, the battles are going to be Buffalo Jets, and I'm, I'm excited to see that one on Monday night. Um, but I think it it favors Jets because the Jets they're really about trying to win now. It's 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 pretty much Super Bowl or bust for the Jets. And um, but the Bills, they have just as much on the line, too, because they've been at the cusp, but they've fallen short in in really tough times. And Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, um, but 
it's like he's got to he's got to prove it too that he can go up a level. Um, let, he started out okay, but then he he really had a a, a disastrous year. Um, started just forcing things, and when it comes to throwing, and so it it, it made it look like he regressed a little bit. He may have. Uh, he just had a down year, I think. And what Buffalo has to do, they have to minimize the need for Josh Allen to have to run. It's cool that he's a threat, that he's a running threat, because that's really what you, what the, where the league is now. Uh, but at the same time, if 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 he's not accurate throwing the football, or if the receivers can't get open to where now he has to run that's problematic because he's going to get hurt. He, he's a solid guy, big guy. He's, you know, it's not an easy guy to bring down, but you can still bring him down. You can still tag him. And all it takes is for one good hit uh, from a Miles Garrett or somebody else, uh, you know, a linebacker or something, um, or even like a, a strong safety. Um, and he's, he's going to be in trouble and there goes your offense. So, they they have to figure out more creative ways, uh, more creative schemes offensively from a passing perspective, so that he can make throw consistent completions, and it, it just it takes some pressure off his legs so he can be a threat to run, and he can pick and choose when it's best to run and when it's not best to run. It's like ideally you want you want Josh Allen to be at his most dangerous on the goal line because it's almost impossible to defend that with how strong he is. He's deceptively fast. And with his ability, he can throw. He he can throw. It's just he sometimes he can get Farvey and try to <laughs> try to fit stuff in where you probably shouldn't. Um, but that they they have to get him in situations where he can pick and choose when he needs to run uh versus not and so that that's that's where they're at um again jets they got a lot to prove and i think i think they have a pretty good balanced team uh that's why uh i think the jets probably aren't the favorites um now aoc north that's going to be another brutal division to come out of it's going to be really fun it's one of the stronger divisions um you know my browns they got a really good shot to make some noise in this division. Um, but with that being said, is 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 difficult because again, the Steelers, Steelers, they're uh even though again, I don't want to read too much of the preseason, but Steelers look like they they're pretty solid and that they could do some damage. Um they've got an emerging one-two punch with with Pickett to Pickens. They've got a good defense. They've always had a good defense. Um, and, you know, that that toughness is there. And then you look at Baltimore. Lamar got his money. He's got Odell. He's 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 got he's got weapons. But now it's like because now uh Lamar Jackson has got to prove it. Now he's he's in a in a, a time frame where he's got to prove that, hey, we got you weapons. You say, yo, I don't have weapons. Now we got them. Now what you gonna do? And so he's got a lot of pressure on him to perform. I think Baltimore is probably going to be uh, the the team to beat in the division. But again, the Browns have an opportunity to make some noise because they are also pretty good, pretty stacked on both sides of the ball. 
Um, I think our defensive line is going to give they, – they should give a lot of teams problems. And offensively, we you know we we got a couple of uh, guys on our team that can really do some damage. We still got the best running back in the league, and that's uh, Nick Chubb. We the 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 true question mark is Deshaun um, because it's about can he can he go up a level? Uh, can he be better than he was in Houston? And I, I don't want him to be just as he was in Houston because when even when he was in Houston, he he wasn't always consistent. Um, he'd have good games, but then you, he'd have some games. I was like, man, you know, what was going on with Watson? He just didn't have it. Of course, it was Houston, but we we need him to evolve past who he was in Houston and be better uh, to to work with the weapons that we have. So that that's gonna be. Uh, the 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 hurdle for the Browns and can that defense hold up? We got Tim Schwartz, who I really like. I liked him when he was with uh, Detroit, and I liked him with the Eagles. He won a Super Bowl with the Eagles from from a defensive perspective, and I think he's going to bring a new level of toughness and a, a new level of most importantly discipline <laughs> to this Browns defensive front um, and, and just their defense in general. Our weakest spot on defense was our uh, defensive back uh, because they couldn't check anybody. They, they, it didn't seem like they were in sync. Uh, Ward was hurt, uh, but we just, we gave up a lot of big plays and we blew games that we shouldn't have blown. Uh, because of bad defense, especially in the secondary, so I believe in that Schwartz will 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 tighten that up, and most importantly, get their get their uh, their discipline in order to where they're uh, more competitive. Now the Bengals, they're a wild card too uh, because of Joe Burrow. Like if Burrow is 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 back, um, it looks like he's gonna he, he's probably gonna play. Week one against my Browns, um, but if he's back to form, look out. But it's anybody's division in the AFC North. I think the Ravens have the most to to uh, to lose if they don't um, like take the lead in the division. That's why I think that they'll probably come out with a little bit of uh, of extra intensity. But it's anybody's division in the AFC North. It's, it's the wild, wild North in this division. And, of course, we got AFC South. Um, it's not it, – It's it. there's a drop-off in this division because you've got you, – the, the Texans, they're not exciting. Um, the Colts, there's some buzz with the Colts, but I think their, their buzz is – is uh is slightly problematic and slightly hopeful uh, because it's hopeful because they got uh you know Richardson in a QB and he 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 has potential to be a really good uh playmaker do so you know create some cool highlights um but outside of that they they've got running back drama with Jonathan Taylor um and it, defensively, I mean, do you, you know, they weren't really good last year. So it, there's a lot to be desired about the Colts. They're, they, they have potential to be interesting, but 
we really got to see it first, especially when it comes to having a rookie quarterback at the helm. If they had Jonathan Taylor back, if he, you know, if he was on board, um, then that would be one thing. I mean, I know they can't, they can't trade him. Uh, they were trying to trade him, but they couldn't find a trade partner. Uh, but he's, he's not going to be available uh, for at least the first couple of games. So that, that changes how you got to play offense. And, I just I don't think the Colts are uh, that interesting. Now, the Jags and the and the Titans are the interesting teams in that division. I like the Jaguars to control it because I do believe that Trevor Lawrence has improved. They got they've got better coaching. Uh, there's there's definitely been a difference with uh, Doug Peterson at the helm. But can the Jaguars get out of their own way and and can can Lawrence keep it up? Now Tennessee, Tennessee might take the division again. They they've kind of been the the winners, the the most the more dominant team in that division. Um, you've got Mark, you got uh uh Henry. I want to say Mark Henry, uh, but it's Derrick Henry. Uh, but you got Derrick Henry. Um, you you've got you you've got uh DeAndre Hopkins as a run as a uh, wide receiver there. Their defense is always tough. Uh, they go at it. They're big. They're physical. I think they got a backup running back that that's about as big as Henry is. Um, that that could really give him a one-two sledgehammer punch. Um, the only the only thing that I don't like about Tennessee is I just Tannehill doesn't really do it for me. I mean, he's serviceable. He's definitely a starter, but he just I don't think he's gonna. You you can win with Tannehill at the helm. I could be wrong, but I just I there's something about Ryan Tannehill that's just like eh. <laughs> eh okay, Ryan Tannehill. Um but yeah, that division AFC South I don't think anybody's expecting much out of that division. Uh, but it's going to be either the Jags or the Titans who are going to come out on top there. I, I'm, I'm not expecting much from uh, the Texans or the Colts. And we're looking at the AFC West. We got KC. Uh, they're, they're still the favorites to win a division. I don't think that the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos have enough to, to usurp them and take the throne as the as the uh, AFC West Kings. Um, the Chiefs, they're still, they're, they're still pretty solid. Now, their problem is their, um, their star defensive guy, um is he's just he he's out <laughs> there he, he he's he's not he, he's holding out and he doesn't want um he it's like they they need to pay him chris jones is upset he he's he doesn't feel like um he's respected probably because he feels that he had a he should be paid as the top uh, I think D tackle in the in the league, and he's not, and uh, that's a problem for him because he he probably feels like, look, if it wasn't for me, do we win the Super Bowl? Because I kept you guys in the game, I should be paid for that. And as it's hard for me as a civilian to understand because. I'm like, dude, you make it if it's if it's solely about money, you making more money than 95% of the people on the planet. 
Like you're in the five percent. Your 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 family and your children's children uh, should be covered based on what your contract shows. Like you you know you're not missing a meal, but at the same time we you know I got to get out of people's pockets. <laughs> Because we, it's easy to say and looking from like, man, you're making, you know, fifteen million dollars a year or something like that. I don't know what he's making, but you know, I think it's a lot. But it's it's like you make fifteen dollars, fifteen uh, fifteen million a year. What are you What are you complaining about? But it's like we don't know what what they spend it on. We don't know what their expenses are. Um, but I also know money is is about more than just. Um, like a resource money is a symbol of the respect that your organization has for you it's, it's about respect it's about uh what is it is what ranks you it's, it's about what identifies you as the best and if you're the best you're gonna get paid like the best if he if he believes that he he's better than aaron donald and he proved it then he's like i want aaron donald money because of how important i am uh, to this franchise and if 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 you didn't have a a generate like a a once in a generation talent like uh Mahomes and Kelsey on your team I think it would be easier to to pay him but I mean Mahomes did some soup like he 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 did some out otherworldly things on a bad leg um, to to help win them the Super Bowl too, and Kelsey is always reliable. He's a he's the best tight end in the league, and arguably the uh, the best uh, in history. You can make the case for it, um, but it's just I think that's what hurts him. It's like they're sacrificing. Mahomes took pay cuts so that you could you know get the other guys. It's like they need to pay him, but at the same time, you it makes. You, you look at Chris Jones' side eye, kind of like, look, man, you know, we we trying to we trying to stay competitive for the long haul and continue to contend for as many Super Bowls as we can and, and defend the title and get some more get some more chips. Uh, the money's gonna be there. You, you're not gonna you know you, you're not gonna have to want for anything. But so it's kind of like, what's your angle? And because he, Jones is, hasn't really made it plain. Yet, as to why, all we can do is is really speculate. Um, but I don't get it. I'm a civilian, you know. I'm not a I'm not a football uh, uh, NFL player. So I just it's a world that all I can do is is observe from my end. But if it's just about the money, it's like come on, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. Good player. You you doing well than a whole lot of other people. Uh, you know, just, just just swallow swallow your pride. Go ahead and play. But if it's um, it, it is deeper oftentimes than that. Um, now the Chargers, I think the Chargers. This is a prove it year for them because I know everybody's like, oh, and I like Herbert. I like Herbert, but he's got to go up a level. He's 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 exciting. But it's just he also can get in his own way um, by uh, it's just he he has games where he has it and games where he doesn't. But it's always he's always going to going to have shootouts. But I just I just think the Chargers have to prove it. It's like, okay, you're either you're either going to be serious contenders for 
a uh, a championship, the serious playoff uh, contenders, or you just need to really make some drastic changes, potentially blow it up and and uh, and rebuild. And Herbert's young enough to where you can rebuild and, and retool some things and overhaul some things. Um, I know I know they got Eckler back, and and he was. He was uh, frustrated because uh, all the running backs are frustrated with what they're paid. And you can argue both sides of it. But my personal thing with Eckler is it's like, I think he's, I think he thinks he's better than what he is. I think Eckler is, 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 is pretty decent, but Eckler doesn't, he's not a wow running back he's not like a, oh man this dude you gotta watch Eckler play like nobody talks about Eckler like that he's he's definitely somebody that you can um you can run a consistent offense through you know like he he's, he can be consistent part of offense I don't know if he can run but you he's he can be a consistent part of offense but he's not in in a sensational conversation and that's why I think he he needs to be realistic, and he probably needs to go up a level. It's like, okay, if you if you want to say that you're elite, then you got to prove it. <laughs> like you know, get 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 twelve hundred yards, get get you know get fifteen hundred yards, go for two thousand. Um, show that you can that you can really ball out, that you can run, that you that you can hold on to the football, um, that you can you can be. Um, you know, a running threat and a passing threat. Uh, you you really gotta impose your will and make other teams have to be concerned about you. I don't think other teams are concerned about Eckler. They know he's on the field. It's like okay, you know, just pay a little bit of attention to him. But they're not trying to game plan, and it's like no nobody's sweating bullets about Austin Eckler, and that. That that's why he probably needs to kind of pump the brakes on, <laughs> or or when it comes to a, oh I'm I'm a val you know I'm valuable I'm a I'm a really great runner but uh, we need to you know that that has yet to be proven yet um, and so but again the Chargers they're they're always that the Chargers are always that team where they're on the cusp they're middle of the road. Um, but they just they can't get out of their own way for some reason or another. Uh, they shoot themselves in the foot. Uh, all it just just so many different things with the Chargers. Uh, but if they want to be considered legitimate, they've got to have a breakout year. Raiders, I, I I'm interested to see what the Raiders look like. They got Garoppolo, um, and I think they've got some weapons, some explosive weapons. But it's like. It's the Raiders are the weird team uh, this year. Uh, they they got off on a wrong start last year. They had some weapons. They had some some strong weapons, but then they you know two of them got in legal trouble, and I just think it derailed whatever they were trying to do. And Derek Carr was just not great last year, which is why they shipped him out and went for Jimmy G. Now, can Jimmy G stay healthy? If he's if he's upright, if he's on the field, Jimmy G is a threat. Because he can win, he knows how to he knows how to play the quarterback position. But there's always the asterisk with Jimmy. Can he stay healthy? Can can he hold up? Can he make it through a complete NFL season? 
<laughs> has it been proven? I mean, I don't think it's ever been proven that he can make it through a full season. I just, I don't believe it. Um, but he's got a, um, and when he does make it through a full season, I think he made it through maybe a couple times, but, uh, but even then, people were scared because Jimmy Garoppolo is also a feast or famine. It's like, oh, God, whenever he drops back to pass, it's like, oh, okay. But I do believe that he can he can play quarterback, uh, which is why he's a starter, which why t- teams are invested in him. It's just which Jimmy are you going to get? And he, he's feast, he's famine, but it's like the, the most important thing is they got to protect him. He's got to stay on the field. If they can't block him, because he's not a a a may, he's not a big time runner, um, but if they can't block him, he's gonna be he's gonna be injured real quick, and then they're gonna be in another situation where it's like, okay, we're we're gonna be in trouble because can can our backup really carry us through the season? So that's the Raiders, but uh, and then you got Broncos. I think they have the most question marks. Um, out of everybody in the AFC um, because you don't know about Russell Wilson. Is he, st- is he still good? I like Russell Wilson as a, as a person. Um, I just, I mean, he's his, his best days are behind him though. Um, I do think that they have to give him some slack Mainly because that offensive line is terrible. <laughs> that offensive line is terrible. I mean, Russell, if, if you watch that game, like if you watch this games last year and even a little bit, like it's just they they couldn't block for him at all. They were just letting the floodgates open. He would drop back. He wouldn't even have time to get set. He wouldn't even have time to 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 make even a couple moves because that offensive line was so porous. And then it's like when he does get time, who is who is he really throwing the football to? Like that that was a threat to anybody. Um and that that's another thing that you have to to factor in too uh is just okay when he actually does have time who's he gonna throw it to can they get open is there separation I know there were some times where he missed some guys outright um and they they weren't open but yeah, there's there there's some issues going on there. And Sean Payton's the new head coach. They they gotta work out a lot of things, so they got the most question marks. Uh, we're gonna take a break. Looking for a one-stop shop for music, movies, and television? Then look no further than Music Time. Music Time is a 24-7 live TV and streaming network. They are a platform uh, that also features live music concerts as well as a, a growing movie archive. The TV network features movies, reality TV shows, hip hop, news, documentaries, and more. And so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community. They're only going to get better. They're only going to keep growing. They're going to continue to increase content. So they've just started out. Their kickoff was the fall of this year. So join in, sign up, and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet, Music Time. Want to sign up? Go to www.ppv.com 
M-U-U-Z-I-C-T-Y-M-E dot com. It's time for music. And we're back. And so uh, now we're going to talk about the NFC. But uh, yeah, just with the with the Broncos, it's it's a lot of question marks. Can that I know the defense is is solid, but how long can they hold up? Or can they can they stack up against top tier talent? Remains to be seen. So they, they have the most question marks out of all of the AFC and potentially the whole NFL. Uh, so and they've got uh yeah so it's just it's a lot of stuff going on with the Broncos, <laughs> not expecting much. Uh, so if it, if I was a, a a person, if I was gonna say who's gonna come out of the AFC West, it's the Chiefs. Um, it, it's it's their division to lose, and they're the champs, so they they have a good opportunity to uh, defend their title and uh, contend and and potentially win it again. Now we shift to the NFC. And so the NFC East is going to be a lot of fun uh, because all of these teams are are interesting in a variety of ways. Like I, we're going to start with the, uh, the commanders. The commanders, they've got new ownership. Um, the Dan Snyder era is over, and now they've got a new ownership. And I know they're looking to, to really go like – and to rebuild their culture as an organization, rebuild their identity. Washington has always been a storied franchise. Uh, when I was a kid, they were, you know, they they won a Super Bowl, and you know they were, and they were always in the mix. They were always exciting in, in some ways, whether they were uh, good or middle of the road. They they were a fun team to watch. They had players that were cool and um you know that were competitive they made the game competitive it, it wasn't just a, a a easy win going into to washington when i was a kid um now i would probably say um like uh 20s washington wasn't really all that great <laughs> like they you know when i when i got when i got grown washington they they needed kind of like an overhaul but uh I'm hoping that things turn around uh, for the better, so they can go back to to um, how they how they were when I was a kid in the '80s uh, and in the '90s. They were they were fun. So, uh, but they really they they're they're under the radar in this division. They're they're going to be the fourth the the fourth seed probably in this division. Um, but I think that they have an opportunity to at least make things competitive and and. I thought that they they turned it on and late in the season last year, and everybody's like, "Oh, Washington!" You know, like they they made a little bit of buzz. They had a little bit of some momentum going, uh, but they just couldn't keep it going. And primarily, it's their quarterback. I mean, I know they got Howell starting in at quarterback, but do we really believe that Sam Howell is going to be spectacular? I don't, and I think that's been the problem with Washington. They haven't had a quarterback that 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 people can be confident in um, to to really do major things and make some major noise since RG three. 
Um, and we know what happened with RG3. It's like he was great and then he got hurt. And once he got hurt, he was never the same after that. And um, that kind of derailed anything that Washington would have been able to do. And now they've got Chase Young, but it's like he, he's, he gets hurt a lot and they've kind of got to rebuild what they are. So I'm not expecting much from the commanders, but I do believe that with a new ownership in place that they'll begin to, to create a plan to build a team that the fans can be proud of and that, that can be competitive in an in in NFC East that is really tough. <laughs> this is a really tough East uh, to get out of. And so uh, you got to, when you shift to the Giants, the Giants are going to bring it. They've got, uh, I think his name is Darren Waller. Um, Waller looks to be dangerous. Um, and he's a, he's a good weapon for Daniel Jones. I think the main thing is, can they scheme uh, their offense in a way that that works well for the for uh for Jones and Waller, so where they can make easy connections, so they can they can find spots in the field that are really tough to defend. Um, and it's going to be important that their that their wide receivers are, are are precise in their routes as well, so that they can so that they can create situations where the defense has to be concerned. Um, so. It, it, and defensively, they were pretty solid. Like that, that was one of their that was one of their uh, their strengths last year. Until they they uh, I think they ran into Philadelphia. Um, their defense was pretty strong, and they're they're gonna have to rely on that D. Um, Giants have always been about the defense. Um, again, you know we know the history. LT was on that team with you know the eighties. Uh, best best defensive player ever um and you know then you go to Strahan and and JPP like they they've they've had some they've always had some really good defenders Carl Banks and, and whatnot uh, and they just they have to continue to to keep that up um and and Dayball's going to coach him hard he's I love I love watching him coach he's got so much passion he doesn't play around he know he's in control um, but it's just can he can he coach? Can he he pick the right plays? Can he manage the game properly to give the Giants a shot? Um, Daniel Jones is showing some improvement, but I, I still think that we need to see more uh, more progression for until before we can really say okay he's he's a seriously elite quarterback. I, I felt like they. They reluctantly paid him because it's like, who else are you gonna get? Um, there, there wasn't really anybody that you could replace him with that was gonna exceed the results that you would get if you had him. And so, with that being said, Giants had to commit, and uh, hopefully that that commitment pays off. Uh, now we go to Dallas, Dallas is is gonna be really strong in this division they really didn't uh lose much and i think they've they've got some weapons on both sides of the ball that are going to uh, make them a formidable threat is gonna they're definitely gonna be fun to watch uh do i think that they can win it all nah 
<laughs> nah. Do I think this is probably uh, one of their better shots at winning it all? Yes, because the NFC is weaker. And if you can get out of your division and and be and be the leader in that division, if you can win the NFC East, I, I think that it, that they have a good chance to to really um, make at least the NFC Championship if they play right. I just again with the Cowboys, you they they shoot themselves in the foot so many times that you just you like i can't i can't go with it like you just it's it's like you you kind of just have to hope and wish them well but at the same time it's just they they have to prove that they can get out of their own way um when competition really gets fierce and um and win it uh, but yeah their division is their biggest obstacle because i, I don't see anybody else in um, the NFC, other than potentially the 49ers, and we'll get to that uh, soon, um, but I don't see anybody else outside of their division really giving them uh, major problems. And that leads us to the Eagles. Well, oh, well, before we get to the Eagles, the Cowboys, Dak, Dak has to bring it. And I was watching first take today, and uh, Stephen A. Smith said that, uh, you know, the, the, uh, that that Dak has the the most pressure, and I don't know if he has the most pressure. I still believe that Aaron Rodgers has the most has the most pressure from a from a Super Bowl expectation standpoint. Um, but Dak does have some pressure. He's definitely in a prove it year because people are starting to get tired of Dak. People are starting to to, to think about maybe he's not the person to lead Dallas to the promised land because he's been there. And for whatever reason, whether he's been hurt or just poor play, he, he hasn't, he hasn't brought Dallas to the, an an NFC championship. Um, He hasn't, he hasn't shown that he can take them further than than what they're uh what they look like on paper than what their projections are and if he doesn't do it this year i think they might need to trade him um because it's just you you can only you can only stay competitive for so long with those expectations and, and not and not exceed them especially for uh for dallas which is america's team um now would jerry want to do that i think he'd probably be reluctant to but i think the reality is if dak doesn't show out and and go up a level you got trade him you just have to um, but he's the he's the huge question mark for the Cowboys, um, they're they're going to go as far as his ability will will carry them. Ultimately, Parsons, he's great. I love watching him play defense, but he can only do so much. Um, you know, having a great quarterback can can either make you or break you. It, it's something that you can very rarely uh, get away with um, if you're an NFL team is ha- having a a not so great quarterback. Now, Eagles, 
Eagles are in the Super Bowl. They had them. <laughs> they had the Chiefs. They had them. They it, it's like uh, watching blood sport. Uh, and and you know Jackson has Chung Lee down. Oh, I got him. He's bleeding. I got him. He's dead. And then you and then you don't finish him off. And then he comes back, and next thing you know. Chung Lee's smashing Jackson's head in. And that's pretty much what happened to the Eagles is because they they didn't know how to finish the job. They had the Chiefs hurt. They had them cut, uh, but they just couldn't capitalize on it. And, of course, the Chiefs, because they're super resilient, a well-coached, and they've got some just some some spectacular players, they found a way to – to, to uh, reinforce themselves, come back, and really just make – like the touchdowns that they did, those passing plays, like they had no chance at being able to defend those, and they, they weren't ready for them, wide open touchdowns. And they win that game when they, you know, when they really uh, should have lost because, I mean, Mahomes was working with one leg. So if you're the Eagles, that, that loss sticks in your crawl because you had them. And if 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 they're really hurt about that, if they think about it the way they should, then that should motivate them to come out this year and be like Apollo Creed and Rocky too. Ain't no shucking, no jiving, just business. Like we're we're really coming for it, and we want to get revenge. We want to right the wrong uh, that was done. Um, I look at uh, when when the Spurs lost to Miami in, in 2013 uh in that game 7 because Tim Duncan just he 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 couldn't he couldn't get that bucket in there could, you know he he couldn't get it done and they end up losing they came back with a with a very serious mindset and they destroyed the heat in the finals uh the in, in 2014 and so if you're the Eagles you want to have that kind of attitude like no we're coming back we're going to destroy him jalen hurts is a solid um i think he he's he's playing spectacular ball uh and i think he's gonna be in the strong eyes to be mvp they're loaded on both sides of the ball they got jalen carter he's another beast that to to add to the beast that they already have on defense that eagles defense was was something like they <laughs> They, they they were aggressive, um, but then you know again they've got weapons on offense too. And so it's just they're they should be the ones. I think they're going to be the ones to win the NFC East. I think the Cowboys are the more desperate team, but the Eagles should be the dominant team, not just in the NFC East, but in the NFC as a whole because they have a right. They they have a wrong to be righted, um, and so I believe that they'll come out and that they'll they'll, they'll uh, get back to the Super Bowl to challenge whoever comes out of the AFC. Hopefully, we get a rematch between the Chiefs and the Eagles because I want to see that one again. I, I want to see that one again. Um, I, we we need best two out of three <laughs> with Chiefs Eagles. I I see that one a couple times in the Super Bowl. Now. Um, Shifting to the NFC North, there's a lot of buzz, a lot of buzz about the Lions. I want to get out of the way. There's a lot of buzz about the Lions, and 
I'm reserving judgment <laughs> until like week five, because then I'll be able to really see if they're for real. Um, I know they're, they're, we want, America wants the Lions to be good. Like, I, I want the Lions to be good. I've been watching the Lions since I was a kid, you know, in, in Cleveland, because we used to get Lions games a lot of times. Um, and, you know, they had Barry Sanders, and Barry Sanders was fun to watch. Uh, you got some Herman Moore action. Um, but, I mean, it's just they they never really got to the point where they were a serious threat. I mean, if you could bottle up Barry, then it was a good day for you uh, going up against the Lions. And then after the Barry Sanders era was over, it just they they floundered for a long time, and then and then you um, with with just you know mismanagement and didn't seem like the the ownership cared whether they put out a good squad or not. Um, they had flashes, but they also we couldn't put it together, and then they just had the disaster where they they cratered and um, I believe it went zero and sixteen or you know one and fifteen, one of those. And and then out of the ashes of that, that's where they started rebuilding. You got Swartz in there; he gave them a bit of an edge. Uh, they got Sue, and they started to get some guys. He got Stafford. You you know you got uh, Calvin Johnson and they they were on the cusp a couple of times uh of winning the division uh and, and beating the Packers, but they just couldn't they they would lose stupid games to the Bears and then they lose like must win games against the Packers because of Aaron Rodgers and you know that was it. But it's just they could never get over the hump um to to really be um a playoff team. And hopefully this year they can change that. Hopefully this year, um, I know last year they 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 played well ending out the year. They built some really good momentum. I like Dan Campbell of as as a motor as a motivational coach. Um, I think he he's he's great. I think he uh, he commands the team. I just think that the uh, the Lions, it's their their situations where they have to be better. And I've said this before. It's like, it's not so much about their one guy away, but it's just their situations away. It's how they game plan on third down. Um, and it, it's whether it's defensively or offensively um, that all op- that ultimately break their back. Um, it, it's, it, it's those things. It, it's when you, when the game is on the line, what, what decisions that they make that they usually cause them to shoot themselves in the foot or it's the discipline issues penalties that just kill all the positive momentum that they've been that that they've been building up and so those are the things that they have to work on uh getting getting off the field on third down as a defense uh extending drives uh getting more getting more first downs on second down so you don't have to worry about a third down um and just not holding, not not passing or no passing interference, no false starts, like those things. If they can get those things under wraps, no mistakes, no mental mistakes, discipline, then that's the Lions 
that will be able to really win more games than they lose because they were they the games that they lost they were pretty much in it's just they came down to one player or another where it just bit them Um, but i do believe that the lions can make some noise this is a year where they the that the window was open for them to take the division because when you sh- when you look at the packers i know the the packers they they look solid they've they've got some players um and you know of course the jordan love era has begun but we really won't know what the packers have with jordan love until he actually plays some games and we can see if he can handle the pressure of actual game NFL speed against the best of the, the, the best that each team has to roll out. Um, and so that that's when, by again, by week five, we'll know if Jordan Love is actually uh, capable of leading the Packers to uh, another NFC North title for Green Bay or if they just don't have it. Um, because I don't think that the Vikings and the Bears have are, are going to be able to um, to take the division either. I just I don't like the. There's something about the. You would think the Vikings would probably be second in line if, if the Packers don't have it. But I just just something about Minnesota that I'm just I, I feel a suspect. I can't put my finger on it, <laughs> but I'm not I'm not. Uh, I'm not bought into the whole Vikings are are going to be great this season kind of, uh, I guess, I'm not there. Now, they do, when you look at their schedule, um, it is kind of interesting because they start out at Tampa Bay. That's a winnable game. Then they got Eagles, Chargers. Um, They could be, they could... um, I think the the Chargers. I don't give them a chance against the Eagles, um, but I think that Charger game that's going to be dicey because the Chargers are up and down. Um, but they could easily be one and two, um, and then they got to play Panthers, so then it'd be two and two. But then they got to go Chiefs, then they got Bears, and they got Niners, then they got to play Green Bay, uh, then Atlanta, then the Saints and the Broncos. And so when you when you look at how and they got the Lions late in the season. I don't know if they can beat the Lions twice. Um, I don't know if they can if they can beat the Packers twice, depending on how it goes. And <clears throat> there is like they they've got a chance to kind of like be middle of the road. But they're they're really if they're gonna take the division, then Detroit has to be bad. I think Detroit and Green Bay has to be bad for uh, Minnesota to actually take the division. Um, and it's not that they don't have weapons. I just, I feel like they're regressing. I, I feel like their stock is falling. Uh, they're, they're in a bear market. Um, and speaking of the bears, <laughs> bear, bear, I think bears are going to be the worst team in the division. Um, I just, Fields is an Ohio state alum. I, you know, love Ohio state. Um, but I just don't think that 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 he's he can he can elevate the team i think that um but also think that it's not just his fault i think that there are things defensively 
um, that the Bears are missing that quite frankly just are going to make it tough for them as well. They don't I don't think they have any major defensive threats that people have to really be scared of. Um and 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 when it comes to offensively, they got a couple of weapons, but I just I don't I think Fields is 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 serviceable, but he's not great. Um now I want him to prove me wrong, but he's got to prove he can throw the football. And throw it well, be accurate, be on the money, um, and then also still use that athleticism and his capability. But I don't think he has a personnel that can truly get open to create dangerous situations to make him a dual threat. So uh, I don't, I don't see it with the Bears. <laughs> so, uh, so I would say if I was to say who's going to take that division, you know. The Lions should take it, but I just I, I, I uh, I'm I'm gonna go Lions. I'm gonna go Lions. Prove me right, Lions. Come on, prove me right. Uh, NFC South, we got Saints, Buccaneers, Falcons, Panthers. It's gonna be ugly. This is this is the worst division in the league. Um, the Saints, we don't know what's gonna happen with Derek Carr. At the helm, I do think that they'll be better, but I don't know how much better um, that they're going to be is because they're just so weird as a team. Um, I do think that they'll be competitive, but which Derek Carr are we going to get? And then uh, when you look at at uh, at Tampa, I like Baker. I just I don't think that that I, I think Baker is who he is in order for Baker to, to, um, to, to do well, like he has to elevate his game to another level. And I just don't know if at this stage of the game that he, he has another level to go. I I just, it, it feels like he is who he is at that moment. And if that's the case, it's, it's enough to keep the game interesting but I feel like he's going to lose more than he's going to win. And the Buccaneers need some retooling. So I, I don't give them much of a chance this season. Um, Falcons, they're, Falcons are going to be interesting. I, I don't think that um, they're the sexy team because, I mean, yeah, they got the, the, uh, the they drafted the rookie running back who, who might seem to be exciting. But outside of that, it's, it's like they've, they've got tough guys. Um, they're going to be a physical team. But I don't think anybody is expecting the Falcons to make any any real noise. Um, but they'll at least be competitive in that division. But I, I don't see them being the champions of that division. I actually think that the Saints will probably be uh, the, the division uh, South champs uh, this year for that one. And then you got Carolina. Carolina's terrible. <laughs> but I mean, you know, they got a rookie quarterback. They they've got to rebuild totally. And um, I mean, they're they're a physical team. They're gonna compete. They're not just gonna lay down, but they're, you know, from a talent perspective, I just think there's a huge gap and it's it's gonna be ugly to to watch to watch Carolina games. And if you're a Panthers fan, it's just it's just gonna be one of them years for you. And so just lock in 
And if you're a season ticket holder, just just enjoy being at the football game and, and just being able to say, hey, I got season tickets because uh, they're they're not winning the Super Bowl. So just it can't, we I know the season hasn't started yet, but but let's eliminate them from playoff contention now. <laughs> no, finally we got NFC West, uh, and I think the Niners win this division. But I think the Seahawks will make it really, really interesting because Geno is a great fit for uh, for Seattle. Um, big question mark for San Francisco is is Brock Purdy for real? Um, we he shocked the world last season uh, before he got hurt, um, and he looks really solid. But it's just we we need to see it again this year from a sophomore perspective to really prove that he's got what it takes uh, to to lead that team. They've got a lot of weapons. It just can't, is is Brock Purdy the real deal, and they they let go of uh trey lance because they believe that purdy's a real deal now they got uh they got darnold but we, we got to see i think that's a contingency plan cardinals i don't think kyler's playing um and he probably shouldn't play because they don't really have much to roll out and the rams are terrible so <laughs> it, it's going to be between this to the, the the hawks and the niners um i'm giving a slight edge to the niners but i think if if the niners get off to a slow start, then Pete Carroll and the Seahawks are going to take that. Geno's going to lead the way, and uh, they're going to do some damage in the NFC West. So that's the NFL landscape, and uh, we'll be back for week one picks. Hi, everybody. Damon here. And I'm happy to announce the release of my eighth book, Simon versus Peter, moving from instability to stability. When Simon met Jesus, his life and his name changed. By calling him to be Peter, Jesus set a war over identity in motion on the inside of him that would play out all in the four Gospels. Jesus has done the same with us. This book is for anyone who wants keys to overcoming the instability in their life and becoming the stable person God called us to be. If you'd like to pick up a copy of this book, uh, you can find it on Amazon and you can also find it on my website, which is smithbooks77.square.site. Pick up great literature today. Okay, we are back. So week one of the NFL starts this Thursday, September 7th, and we're opening up with a good one. Um, We got the Lions going to KC, to Arrowhead, to play the Chiefs on Thursday Night Football on NBC. So we we get to see see Mike and and Chris uh, at the game calling the action. And it is going to be fun. I'm excited for it. Football's back. We got our kickoff. Uh, and it should be an exciting one. Um, the Chiefs, 
I, I'm expecting some scoring. I don't. This isn't going to be a six to three game um, because of the firepower that both teams possess. Um, I do think it's going to be a shootout, uh, but it all comes down to can the Lions keep up with the Chiefs? Because Chiefs are going to score. Um, I don't think the Lions have an answer for 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 uh, for Kelsey, um, and but I wonder if the Chiefs have an answer for uh, the Lions for their speed guys either. So it's it's really going to be about who can keep it up, who can be crisp, who can be consistent on their drives, um, because whoever whoever uh, has more three and outs is going to lose that game. Like the Lions have to have to really look at this as a game where they can't have a three and out. They got to get some points on every drive, whether that's three or whether that's six. They they got to get in the end zone. Uh, they they can't waste the drive because the Chiefs can just score in a hurry. Like they they're so great. Uh, from an offensive perspective, uh, they just they they know how to move the ball, and it's hard to defend, uh, and, and almost impossible, depending on the scheme, if you don't have the proper personnel to defend what they do from an offensive standpoint. Um, the key there is a issue if if Chris Jones isn't on the team, that could make things more interesting for the Lions. They would probably not have as much of a, a pass rush to deal with. And so that means Jared Goff might have, have some more time to do some damage. But again, the Lions have to prove that that they're more disciplined, that, that they can stay away from stupid penalties, and hopefully none of their guys get hurt. So it's the Lions are the ones that really have something to prove. Um, the Chiefs, they're favored in this game um, by like six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and, and I think the Chiefs will win. I, I think it'll probably be uh they'll probably win by a touchdown. Um, but I, I do think that it'll be back, it'll be a back and forth shootout because neither defense is is uh like is a, a steel curtain, like they're just preventing stuff. So even with Chris Jones, like they're the Chiefs are a definite bend but don't break. Uh defensive team and they they bend a lot uh, you, and you can throw on the chiefs uh you you kind of always have been able to throw on the chiefs it's just you just can't keep up with the production that the chiefs have so that's my pick i'm gonna go with chiefs over the lions on thursday night and then when we go sunday september 10th we got a full slate of nfl action i'm surprised they didn't do a double header on monday night um, but I, I wonder if they if they believe that people want to watch two Monday night games, um, I guess, like they had it last year. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Now we start off Panthers Falcons. They're they're in uh, they're, they're in Atlanta for this. And it's not going to be a great game. <laughs> it's not going to be a great game, but I'm going to go with the Falcons. Excuse me. I think the Falcons pull this out. And because um, I don't think the Panthers really have anything that that can give Falcons issues, and uh, it's a game that the Falcons should win. I, I think that they uh, it's a division game for them. They can make a statement to say, "Hey, you know, we're we're actually trying to 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 seize it this year." So it's a game Atlanta should win. They're favored by three and a half. 
from a line perspective. So uh, go Falcons. <laughs> Bengals Browns. I want to see this. And not, it's not just because it's the Battle of Ohio. It's not because, you know, I, I love the Browns. But I just think it's going to be a good game. They're they're in Cleveland. And um, I think both teams are going to come in with something to prove. Cincinnati slightly favored by like two and a half um, because, you know, nobody really takes the Browns seriously. And on paper, the Bengals are better than the Browns because they have the better quarterback and, and they've got uh, Jamar Chase. And, you know, that that's a hard one-two punch to, to deal with uh, for any defense. Uh, but the Browns have some some weapons too, and that's the beauty of it as well. And we get to see what Deshaun Watson has. I hope that he shows out. I hope he 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 shows him. You know, he he proves the doubters wrong. Um, and I, I really do believe that he that he can make some noise. I, I think that Chubb will will continue to be in top form. I think our offensive line is solid. I'm looking forward to seeing Amari Cooper uh, do some things and, along with Goodwin and Elijah Moore, like we and Jones. Like I, and I like Schwartz too. Like I like our receiving core. I just, I, I we really gotta create some separation, make it tough on defenses. Uh, and I, if we can do that, then we can really make some noise. And Joko was solid. I just he's not Kelsey, um, but we gotta figure out ways to to play to the strengths of Njoku uh to to where he can be a, a real threat and take some of the heat off of uh, Deshaun and off of the other receivers uh, and also create versatility for Chubb. So and I just I want to see Miles Garrett let loose. I think it's gonna be hard um to 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 block him and um Zadarius I just I- <laughs> And and their defense is good. Our corners, our corners are good. Like I, I like our defensive backs, and I just think it's going to be great. I, I think that again, as I said earlier, I like our defensive backs, but at the same time, last year was terrible. And if they don't shore that up, Swartz is going to break that up. He he's going to figure out like who actually can um, be replaced because they they can't have the play that they had last year and and then try to try to convince people that they're a serious team so but this is a this is an important game it's a division game it's going to be 73 out there good good weather for football um and the both teams have a lot to prove i'm going with the browns here i think that it's an important game for them and i think that they can beat the Bengals. they've proven that they can beat the Bengals. um and so they need to take care of business. I'm excited. Go Browns. Jags, Colts, ugly game. <laughs> it's in Indianapolis. Jags are favored by five. And it's just, it's going to be an ugly game. It, it'll be interesting because if you want to see what Richardson's got and if you want to see Trevor Lawrence, but it's it's not going to be like a game like, oh, let's watch the Jags Colts game now. But if I was to pick a winner, I'm going to go with the Jags. I think that they're probably the better team on paper. Um, and I think that they have the better quarterback. And so um, if you're if 
if you're looking at who should win this game, the Jags should win this game. And it's a division game too, so yeah. Bucks Vikings. This game could be interesting. Um, I think both teams are frisky. It's not that the Bucks are bad. I just I don't think that they're they're built to to uh, be a playoff team. Uh, I don't think that they'll be able to do enough to to do enough to be a playoff team. They could prove me wrong, but I just I don't see it. Um, now. But I do think that this game will probably be a little bit more exciting than people think uh, because Vikings can move the ball. Uh, Kirk Cousins, he, he's a competent quarterback. I just – I think that there that, that that there's a ceiling with Cousins. I think that uh, he, he is what he is. I don't see – I don't know if he can actually up his level of play. Um, and I think that's where the problem is going to come in for cousins and um i mean just yes they got justin jefferson but they're not going they're they're gonna teams are gonna be smarter about how they cover justin jefferson and so they're gonna have to find new ways to move the ball and and find more creative routes to get jefferson the ball he's gonna have to work a little harder because he's probably gonna be seeing even more double teams so because teams are going to take try to take him away so it's just the vikings i feel like they're going to be slightly more limited uh this year but it, it's going to be frisky in minnesota uh for this one um titan saints this game is going to be fun in new orleans oh yeah this game is going to be fun i'm uh oh yeah i didn't pick the winner i think it's um the vikings over the bucks in the in uh in that game titan saints this one's gonna be fun uh i, I think that both teams are exciting um i want to see what Derek carr looks like i want to see what deandre hopkins looks like for the titans um i think it's it's got potential to be a shootout between Tannehill and Derek carr um i don't i think but uh ultimately i think the titans will win because they're they have the better defense uh, and the Saints, I don't, I don't think that their defensive ability is as strong as the Titans. Vrabel, Vrabel's, Vrabel <laughs> is a good coach, and I, I think he'll scheme well. Um, but it is, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. I, I would watch this one. Niners-Steelers, this is a marquee game. This could be a Sunday night game um, because both teams are exciting uh, to watch there in Pittsburgh. And... I think Tomlin is going to have his guys ready for the Niners. And again, the Niners, they've got they've got weapons. You've got Kittle, you got Ayuk, you got Debo. Big question mark is Brock Purdy. Is he the same guy? Uh did the UCL injury affect him? Uh, can he can he truly lead this team? It's it's all up to him. He's got to prove it. And the Steelers aren't going to make it easy. Uh, Steelers are always going to be a uh, smash mouth. They're always going to be a, a tough out. Uh, and being in Pittsburgh with the terrible towels flying, it's it, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I think that the Steelers could surprise the Niners in this one and, and take it. So I'm, I'm going to go Steelers on this one. It, it's a tough place to play uh, in Pittsburgh. Cardinals Commanders. This is the most terrible game. <laughs> this is the most terrible game. Uh, I think uh, Falcons Panthers is the second terrible game. This is the first. Uh, 
Cardinals aren't going to be good. And we just we don't know what the commanders are going to look like. And I, I don't think that anybody is if unless you're a Cardinals fan or a Commanders fan is excited about this game. Now it's at FedEx Field, so um the the um the team gets to play for their new owners at home to start off the season. Hopefully they 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 come out and they and they have a good showing. I'm actually gonna give the commanders the nod on this one and pick them to beat the Cardinals. I just I don't think uh, Kyler Murray's going to play this year. And I don't, I, again, like I said before, it was only talked about for like 15 seconds, but I don't think that they, that there's a reason to play him um, with the, with the team that they're going to roll out because this, this isn't the Cardinals year. I think they just need to let it to, to, to put some out. Oh, there's a complication. <laughs> And, and Kyler Murray can't go. We're actually, you know, shutting them down uh, for this season, and so that they can kind of just get through it and then do some overhauling because they really need to break it up. They really need to to um, d- make some drastic changes and figure out what kind of team that they want to be. Because um, I don't think that the Cardinals really have an identity, and that. You know, and if if Kyler's not healthy, they shouldn't risk putting him out there and getting him more hurt, especially since they committed to him like they did by paying him. And so it's his team. It's going to be his team for a while. So they really have to decide what their identity is with him at the helm. So, but for this one, going to give it to the commanders. Don't know what to expect, but it'll be interesting to see uh what you know what happens texans versus the ravens it's in baltimore um ravens i know the washington commanders game washington was favored by seven for the ravens ravens are favored by 10 uh against houston but i actually think that this game is going to be a little bit more frisky than people want to believe because i was looking at the texans last year and their running game is pretty nice. Um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say their passing game is all that great, but they can run the ball. They're a physical team. And if they've, it, I, I don't think that the Ravens defense is as strong as it has been in recent, in recent years. And as a result, I think that the Texans will probably be able to get some ground yards on them. And so um, it'll, it, it, they definitely won't won't uh, just lay down for Baltimore. Uh, they're they're gonna the Ravens are gonna have to win this game. I do think that the Ravens will win it um, because again, Lamar has something to prove. He's probably gonna go gonna, gonna go bonkers, gonna go wild, and with Odell at the helm, I, it's gonna be interesting to see one if Odell is 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 back in top form. And if he, because if he can create separation, if he can consistently, uh, you know, get himself open, then good luck, <laughs> good luck trying to trying to defend Lamar uh, to Odell. Uh, but that that's going to be the question mark uh, there. And he's got other receivers that he's got to get familiar with. But I, I think that uh, we're probably going to see a really good Lamar Jackson this season. So going to give the Ravens the nod against the Texans, but. It's going to be a little bit more interesting than than we think. 
Um, Packers Bears, the, the the classic showdown, the the classic rivalry. Um, this one will probably be a, a a a a ground and pound matchup. I don't really feel like it'll be a high scoring game. It might be like a seventeen to seven or like fourteen to ten or something. You know, something like that. Um, Chicago is. Uh, I guess the line is uh, minus one for Chicago. Um, they're in Chicago. They're at Soldiers Field. So that'll be interesting to, to watch. Um, but I, I think that the Packers are the better team. And so I think that they'll they'll edge out the Bears uh, in, in, in Chicago. But it's not a game that I would want to watch. But it, it, it's okay. It's a division game. So they're, they're always going to gonna uh, get up to play each other now Raiders Broncos this is an interesting one to watch because I want to see because both Jimmy G and Russell Wilson have question marks about them that need to be answered and they're they're at mile high and in Denver and I'm I'm interested in seeing this one uh, because I want both guys to succeed um, and and prove that they can still they can still play at a at a high level at an elite level. Um, I do think that the Raiders probably have a, a slight edge against Denver. Um, I know the the line is uh, minus three and a half for Denver, but I'm gonna give the Raiders the the dub on this one. But hopefully Russell Wilson has a better showing. Because if he doesn't have a better showing, he's going to lose his job, and he's his 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 playing days may be close to being done, um, at least as a starter. Um, and so that that's that's for real. Now a fun one is going to be Eagles Patriots in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium. Um, every time I look at Gillette Stadium or, or I hear somebody say it or say Foxborough, I always think about horses. Like <laughs> walking, I I hear her friends whenever I hear that for some reason. Um, but this is going to be a fun one. Uh, I think the Eagles take it because they're the better they're they're better than the Patriots. But the Patriots are gonna they're always going to be competitive. Belichick's going to have them ready, and um, there's a lot of storylines. I mean, you know, can the Eagles just continue to roll uh, and 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 look solid? Or, you know, and have the Patriots improve. What's Mac Jones going to look like? Especially since they pretty much committed to him by uh, by cutting Zappi and Cunningham as, as backups and then put them, signing them to the practice squad. So they're, they're clearly sending a message that they're all in on Mac. And because they're all in on Mac, Mac's got to prove that he's worth that level of trust. Now, defensively, I think the Patriots are going to be solid, but there's only so much you can do against the Eagles. Uh, and I think the Eagles are really going to give them fits. They're, they're, uh, I think they're a bad matchup for uh, for the Eagles. And the Eagles should win this one. Uh, the line is, is uh, negative uh, for, for the Eagles, uh, but they'll probably win by 10. That's what my guess is. But we shall see. 
Dolphins Chargers. This one's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a shootout. Is it Eaglewood? <laughs> so fine. And um, it this isn't gonna be a defensive a defensive showcase. It's gonna be a a bomb fest. We're gonna see a lot of deep throws. It's gonna be a shootout. Tua versus Herbert. Uh, we got Tyreek Hill going at it. I mean, they're they're going to be letting it fly, and it is going to be a classic game. I'm looking forward to it, um, and I, I would this this is one where I wish I was at the stadium because I want to see these guys go at it. Um, but if I was to pick, I think the Dolphins are going to take this one um, because I just think that they're one they're probably a slightly better team, and I think the Dolphins have something to prove. Um, this year that they've they this is a year where they've got to really that they, they can't afford to lose if they're going to keep up with everybody else in that division Rams Seahawks this game is always feisty um it's always uh aggressive they're in Seattle for this one and uh it's gonna be 65 so it's it's Great Seattle weather. I, I, that's another one where I wish I could be at uh, at Seattle, uh, you know, at Lumen to, to watch them play, especially with that temperature. Um, but um, I think the Seahawks going to take this one. They're, they're favorite uh, by, uh, I guess it's their negative five uh, for that. But the, um, you know, but they're, I, I think that they're, um, yeah, it's like they're, they're favored by at least a touchdown. Well, not well, almost a touchdown, I guess. But I think that they'll probably win by ten uh, against the Rams, and I think Geno is going to continue to roll. I mean, the Rams are just in tough spot. I know Stafford is going to play. the the uh, The big news is Cooper Cup. He's he's still not ready. He's going to see a specialist about his uh, hamstring because he had he had some complications come up with that, um, and. With with hamstring injuries, that's really that that's that's tough uh, to to hear if you're a fan, and just you know because they're they're just hard to recover from hamstring injuries. They they always it it seems like it's easy to aggravate them, and um, with Cooper Cup not being in the rotation for them, their their receiving core is, is really going to be interesting. It, it's not going to be. Uh, probably that explosive so and and running back wise i don't think that they're the rams have a good running game at the moment so the seahawks they should roll i mean this one might be a blowout um if if we're talking honestly uh but seahawks should win uh this one and then of course one of the best games this week on sunday night football on nbc <laughs> yes, we're back. So Cowboys versus the Giants at MetLife. It's going to be electric. Classic rivalry. And uh, both teams are both teams should be good this year. I'm going to give the nod to the Cowboys. I think they're the slightly better team. Um, but I think it's going to be a close one. This one might be like 28 to 23 or something like that. Like it's, you know, or maybe like 
21 17 or 17 14. Like it's it's gonna be a, a, a brutal game. It's gonna be physical, it's gonna be fun to watch. Um, but with with the light shine bright, I, I think Cowboys are gonna take it. And they need to take it because again, with the NFC East is gonna be brutal. So the, these are the two that I think are going to be competing for that top spot. And uh, we'll we'll see who's going to have pole position after this game. But I'm going Cowboys. They're favored by three and a half. So, yeah, we'll see. Now, on Monday Night Football, <laughs> Bills, Jets, Josh Allen versus Aaron Rodgers, who my wife, Kenya, likes to call Pastor Brent, who is the pastor at our church in Focus. And if you look at it, they, they have a similar beard. <laughs> that, that's why that's why she calls him Pastor Brent. And Pastor Brent, shout out to you if you listen. Uh, but yeah, this one is, um, this one's going to be fun because I think both teams have, have weapons on, um, on both sides of the ball. It's, it's going to be, a showdown for the AFC, for AFC East supremacy. I think this is because the division is going to be decided by these two teams. And just like with Cowboys Giants, whoever wins this game is probably going to get pole position in that division um, and get off to a, a good start. Both teams don't have a great like their their schedules tough, so um, they really need a win, um, but. If I was to choose between who's going to win this game, I think Buffalo has a slight edge. I know the line is is uh, two and a half for Buffalo, but I, I think Buffalo is going to win this one. And the, because you always have to give that growing pains kind of, you know, time for uh, like when you get a new quarterback in because Aaron Rodgers is a system in and of himself. And so they've, they've got to kind of like work out some kinks. The Bills are more familiar with each other. Um, I think it's the Bills game to lose, but the Jets could sneak out a win if they play the right way. And if Josh Allen um, is is less than accurate and tries to force some things, tries to play some hero ball, I think that the Jets will put him in some situations where he'll make some stupid mistakes. So, but I think the Bills should win this one and that's week one in the nfl i am excited i hope you are football's back it should be a really great season buckle up we'll be back hey everybody damon here i've written many books and one is a children's book called watch your temper We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site, pick it up, read it to your little ones teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way.
Couldn't talk a little bit of college football because uh, Deion Sanders and uh, the Colorado Buffaloes, they did something fantastic this past Saturday and uh, beat the uh, the T- you know TCU Horn Frogs um, forty five to forty two and it, it's it's historic for a lot of reasons, um, especially with with uh, Coach Prime playing for a, a a power conference and what well, what well, being the coach of a power of a power conference is his first game um in the Pac twelve and he comes out and they win. And it was it was great to see. And of course everybody was doubting him and but Prime is Prime. And I, I'm I'm really happy for him. The son Shador showed out had 510 yards passing, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, Travis Hunter, both sides of the ball. Uh, little shades of Dion because Dion, I think he played a couple snaps at wide receiver every now and then, um, but he was primarily, you know, the DB and the best DB uh, in one of the best, arguably the best DB to ever play. Um, well, no, well. I said defensive back. But, yeah, arguably the best defensive back to ever play. I think he played corner. Um, but, yeah, and and we know that his reputation is about excellence. And so he comes in, and TCU was ranked 17. They were in the national championship last year, and Colorado beats them in a shootout. Um, now, I mean, it was it was touch and go a couple of times for uh for Colorado um, but they got off to probably the best start that they've ever gotten off to uh as a as a uh, a college football team in a long time um it's just they've been bottom of the barrel and so for it they're not out of the woods yet because they've got a lot of tough tough teams to play in the pac 12. I mean they beat TCU. Now they got to play Nebraska. Nebraska, you know, I know they're Big Ten, but they're 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 no slouch. And then they um, play Colorado State. They should be Colorado State. Um, then they got to play Oregon, and Oregon just put up some big numbers. So that's going to be a big test for them. Then they got to play USC, which is ranked six. Oregon's ranked fifteen. Um, that's going to be tough. Then they could play Arizona State. They might be able to beat State and Stanford. Um, and I think they could probably beat UCLA, uh, but then they got to play Oregon State in November. They got to play uh, Arizona. They might be able to beat them, and then Washington State, and then they close at Utah. Utah is no joke either. I think they're a little tough, um, but I think that uh, the Buffaloes have a chance to definitely make a bowl game this year if, if they play their cards right. Um, I don't see them. I still don't see them beating. Um, Oregon or USC, but um, or probably Oregon State. But I think they could, you know, or Utah. But they could make some noise. They could probably steal a game maybe from Utah or Oregon State. I just I don't know if they can beat Oregon or USC. I think that's asking a lot. <laughs> but this is a great start to take down a national championship team first week out, first time coaching at this level. And, and get a win uh, like that. So they're, they're going to have to to play their best football. But, I mean, sky's the limit for them. So I'm happy 
uh, for, uh, you know, Dion and the Buffaloes and everybody. And it looks like he's got a pretty good start there. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Now, I know uh, Michigan, you know, they're they're the, the number two team in the in the uh, in college football right now. And they, you know, they had a good game. They took down ECU as they should have uh, 30 to three. I guess I, I posted something when uh, I was responding, I, I guess, to a post that somebody did about the score. And I was like, they only won by 27? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, y'all should have put 60 up on ECU. But I don't think Michigan's that kind of team. Um, you know, they're they're more ground and pounded. Um, and so it's that that that's Michigan. But at the same time, they're number two. They're still looking good. And uh, but they've got to prove it too because they they got to the big stage and they got destroyed. So they got to prove that they can that they can handle it when the lights are the brightest. And I that that's really their test. They're I'm not worried about uh, it's it's still them or Ohio State in the Big Ten. And um, you know that's I, I love Ohio State. That's my team. Um, but again. When when they got to that final four, they they proved that there's a huge gap between them and TCU and a TCU or them and an Alabama or them and like it's just one of those SEC SEC teams. So they they've really got to prove and show out. Now, of course, going to my to my Buckeyes, they kind of mucked it up. I mean, they you know they won the game, but it was. It was less than impressive, but I think that that's been the story of Ohio State for a couple of years. Uh, they, 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 they haven't had the 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 best showings. It's like they're a good team, but it's just they're they're they play ugly. I think they play below what they're supposed to play uh, at times. But when we look at their schedule, it's, it's going to be. Interesting to see how they do because they got Indiana. Uh, they beat Indiana um, by twenty, and then they got Youngstown State next week and Western Kentucky. So they got they got a couple of winnable games. So they'll probably be three and zero heading into Notre Dame uh, for a uh, Saturday night game on NBC. That one is going to to prove whether they uh, are truly going to uh to go far and, and be in the final four uh this year competing for a national championship and so in in the playoff and Notre Dame is no joke and so they're gonna have to bring their best game uh, against uh the fighting Irish but if they can win that one then I think that they'll build momentum for their next test <laughs> which will be uh I guess in in the middle of October uh, against Penn State, who is currently ranked seventh, and so depending on where Penn State is by the time that uh, Ohio State meets them, that's gonna probably going to uh, be a either an easier game or a tougher game. But I still think that Ohio State has enough to beat them, but they can very well lose. It's like oh, that's the thing about Ohio State. It's like if you're looking at it objectively. They're a great team. They should be in the playoffs, but they they don't always play their best ball 
And so teams, and, and so that makes them vulnerable to where teams can get wins on them that they probably shouldn't be able to. And now when you look at uh, next, they gotta they gotta go to Wisconsin and then uh, they play Rutgers. They should beat Wisconsin and Rutgers. Then they gotta play State. State is always tricky. Um, you know, even when they're not great, you you have to have your eyes open against State. Um, because you, you got to respect them. I, 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 State is is a dangerous team. They always have been. Um, and so, but if you're paying attention, if you're on your P's and Q's, you can beat Michigan State. But if you come in there just expecting them to lie down, the State can punch you in the throat. Then they got to play Minnesota, which I think is going to be a sneaky, tough game because Minnesota is always kind of like a grimy team. Then there's the test. There's the game. At, around Thanksgiving – could potentially be on Thanksgiving, um, is Michigan, Ohio. No, this is Saturday, I think. Uh, but Michigan, Ohio State, the game. That Michigan's ranked two, they're ranked three. Uh, by the time that we get there, their you know their rankings may be changed. Um, but it's the game. They're you know regardless of who's better at the time, anything can happen in that game. Um, but I think if you were to, if you were a uh, to to project and say who would win at this stage of the game, as much as it pains me to say this, objectively speaking, you got to give the edge to Michigan. Um, but Ohio State definitely could take it. But when it comes to 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 who looks like the more solid team. You got to give a slight edge to Michigan. So, but that's looking at it from a week one perspective. But, you know, again, by the time we get to November, there's a whole lot of things that can change. Um, and then when you look at Michigan, I think Michigan, Michigan's schedule isn't tough. M- Michigan has a really easy schedule. Like, Ohio State has the harder schedule because they got to play Notre Dame. They got to is you know they they got some obstacles that they got to deal. With. They got to play uh, Penn State earlier than Michigan does, um, but none of these teams that they're playing because like like they beat East Carolina, then they got to play UNLV, then they have like Bowling Green and Rutgers and Nebraska, then Minnesota, then Indiana. Like they've got to. Their their schedule is cupcake, <laughs> which is why another reason why they'll probably be favored, um, you know, because they they're not gonna face much adversity until they get to November, because then they gotta play Penn State. Um, then I mean they'll they'll probably beat Maryland, but then they gotta play. Then they then that's when they play us uh, to end the season. So they but when you look at at their schedule. They, it would be terrible if they dropped a game. Like, I think people would understand if we lost to Notre Dame because Notre Dame is good, um, and they just had a great game uh, today. They hung, they hung thirty-two on Navy, uh, so they're then they're ranked thirteen. So they, you know, their um, Ohio State schedule is tougher than Michigan's, um, but when it comes to the game, it's always anybody's bet. 
as to who will win. So that's a little bit of college football. I don't want to go too deep into it, but I want to talk at least about uh, Ohio State and Michigan and, and definitely about uh, Colorado because, you know, I got, I got to watch Colorado now because Prime is coaching and, and I think they got a good team. And so, uh, but uh, they have a lot of adversity to overcome. When you compare Michigan's schedule to to the Buffalo schedule, man, it, it's they 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 have a trial by fire. The Colorado Buffaloes do. I don't think the the and I think that if because of that, if you were to put the Buffaloes up against the Wolverines. <clears throat> consider it like maybe if they played next year, considering how the, the Wolverine season is, it might be a little bit more competitive than we think because of what the Buffaloes have to deal with adversity wise versus what the Wolverines have to deal with. So that, that might be a little interesting to watch. Um, I would love to, to see the Wolverines um, like, just just test their team next year and put the and put Colorado on the schedule like in like week three. I, I want to see it. I want to see it. Do it. Do it. If you're listening, Jim Harbaugh, do it. Put the Buffaloes on the schedule. Go against Dion in week three or week two uh, next year. Do it. If you're if you if you really believe in your team, do it. <laughs> And we would love to see it. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's a little bit of college football action. Uh, one moment. Okay. Lastly, I want to talk a little bit of wrestling um, because, I mean, we just came off a of payback for uh, WWE. I actually thought the pay-per-view was pretty good. Um, we had some great matches. I, I – I'm not gonna lie when 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 I saw Trish versus Becky in a cage, I didn't think that it was gonna be good. Um just because I mean, you know, there the way the build up was it it kind of went either way. It was like, okay, it's a good it's a good match, but it's like eh, you know, in a cage especially considering Trish is older it you know I just I didn't think that it was going to be that great but boy was it good that that was a impressive match between her and Becky and I think Trish proved that that she's not just a pretty face that she can actually you know go in the ring and get physical and wasn't afraid to get up in the cage and 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 take some and take some hits and you can see the bruises and you you can see what you know what she what she went through after but man that was a great match um i enjoyed the the uh the Pittsburgh street fight uh with uh you know with Sammy and KO versus uh Finn and Damian i th- i do think the right team won um, because I think that it, you know, Sammy and KO, they had a great run, but there, there are stories that need to be told with them um, separately. Uh, they can be friends. They don't have to turn on each other. But I just think that there are um, there are other things that can be done. There are, there are new stories that, that need to be told 
with them. And Sammy probably needs to take some time off um, to to heal up because I I really do believe that that elbow is is really needs to to get some treatment to it. And now it'll be a time for K, for Kevin Owens to you know to get back to to uh, really competing for a solo championship. And if he's hurt, because, I mean, the spots that he does, <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised that he's not hurt more than he is. So that, you know, he, he really needs to, to probably take some time off or if not get back into maybe intercontinental uh, championship contention, uh, you know, or maybe even world title contention. I think that would pre- probably be good as, as well. But there, we've run, we've run our course from a uh, standpoint as it regards to uh oh, drop my mic. Here we go. But we've run our course uh, when it comes to them. I think as a uh, as a championship tag team, and um, it, it's good for them to. It, it, I think it was good for them to to lose. Now. When it comes to the Judgment Day, the reason why it's also great for uh, the Judgment Day to have the tag team titles is because, I mean, if they're going to say, hey, we run the WWE, most dominant factions prove it by having all of the gold. And they needed to have all the gold, especially considering um, what was going on between them and the contention. I don't think that it stops the contention between Finn and Damien, but what it does do, what it does do is it kind of, uh, it, it at least lowers the flame so that they're, you know, they at least are holding something because it was, it was beginning to be, okay, Finn, you're the only one you know, that, that doesn't have any gold, you know, you, you're complaining, but at least priest won the money in the bank, you know, Rhea's got the title. Dom's got, Dom's got a title. Like there is, you're the only one that doesn't have anything and you've had cracks at a title, but you just haven't won. So it, it, you know, there were, there was some contention. Then you got JD McDonough trying to get in there uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of different uh you know there's a lot of ways that they could have played that but I thought that that was a really good uh, plan for them to to have the title uh, and I, I I think it's gonna be a long time before they lose it uh, considering that once you when you go up against judgment day you gotta go against all of them <laughs> you got to go against all of them. Uh, so it's like it's not just about you know going against one or two. You you got to deal with all of them, and it's just it's too much for anybody. Uh, like Mister Miyagi said, "Hey, one on one, uh, okay, but you know five on one, too much. Ask anyone." <laughs> so that's that. Uh, but then of course the Seth and Shinsuke match. I thought that was great. Um, I was I was. I I felt like um the the finish could have been better. I I don't I don't like being critical when it comes to wrestling because I it, it's 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 primarily about enjoyment 
and we should enjoy the we should enjoy what they do um but you know i was i was expecting it's like i i kind of knew seth was going to retain but i felt like it would have been more drama inducing if if shinsuke would have attacked him and did a kinshasa into seth's back after the match is over. So while Seth is celebrating and, you know, ref's got his hand raised that he just kinshazes his back. And then they say, you know, it's like, it, it, and, and attacks it and it uh, does like a, uh, and he's trying to get up. Maybe Becky comes out and she's like, no, no, no. You know, cause uh, Shinsuke is really laying into him. And then Seth tries to like, you know, get to his knees and, you know, and she's like, no, no, no. And, and Shinsuke's got like, and he does one of those, one of those, uh, I guess, like kind of like karate front, you know, like uh, front sh- front strikes it right in his back and just like, oh, like, and, and now he's down and, you know, and, and he can't, and it's like he can't like get up, get up, and now they have to get the stretcher, and now Becky is kind of like in, 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 in frantic mode because, Seth is greatly compromised and it looks like Shinsuke could have severely damaged something in his back. And it just, it, it really, it, you they could have really created a scene. And now they did show, this is what happened. I guess there were some clips I saw that was like, oh, this would happen after the show went off the air. But you could have did that while we were still rolling. You could have waited a little bit for to to show the Kurt Angle documentary. It, it's right there. It's on the network. Um, but I, I that's kind of where I really were felt like they they could have did a little bit more to create a a more perilous moment uh, for Seth, uh, especially considering that Shinsuke made it personal and said, "Hey, I want to be the reason why your wife has to help you out of bed, and you know, and you know, it's hard for you to pick up your kid, and you know, I want to make it to where you can't walk your daughter down the aisle. Like, like if you're gonna do that." You gotta create a situation where, you know, where since because Shinsuke is a a certified martial artist and he's dangerous, he's a he's definitely an MMA guy. You know, like he he knows how to legitimately paralyze somebody. And so, to me, the danger and and the aura that Shinsuke should have should be a. Like he's a dangerous man, you know. You, you, he could really hurt you, and I just felt like they could have did a little bit better uh, on that. But great match, Shin and Seth are, are always going to show, you know, show out. Um, I know Rhea and uh, Rhea and and, uh, and Raquel. It was it was all right. I you know I was I was glad that they had a match. Um, it could it could have been better, but um, hey, you know what is. It is what it is, and uh, I knew Rhea was going to retain, but Rhea did a great job of selling, and Raquel did a great job of like uh, kind of powering through. But I do believe that uh, that Rhea kind of like rung her bell to the point where it was hard. And, and for Raquel, I thought she did a good job of kind of like showing like that her knee still wasn't stable because it it's like it even with some of those moves that look like botches, it made sense. Because she's supposed to not be a hundred percent, so you can't, you know, do everything. She can't really utilize all of her power 
um, like she would need to. And of course, Rhea is just devastating. She she is like this generation's China, um, just like the the wardrobe that she had. So it's she's a tough out. It's, it's going to be hard to see who would actually try to beat her. Um, I kind of I want to see Rhea and Shayna go at it, just because Shayna is a uh, you know she's she's a certified martial artist too. And I think that would bring a, a, a different edge. And she's she's edgy. You know, she's not above you know, getting down and dirty and, and trying to hurt, you know, somebody. So I think that would be a smash. She's not afraid. She's not afraid of Rhea. Uh, so I think that would be a, a good smash mouth matchup. Um, but that, that would be what I would want to see there. And, of course, I love the John Cena stuff. Uh, Miz and, and, and L.A. Knight, that was great. I thought that was a really wonderful match. Um, and I just – I loved – I love John Cena's just he, he did so great the whole night. I enjoyed it. Uh, now, again, that pay-per-view was great. I was surprised. Um, I I really wasn't expecting what I saw, um, but it, it was great. It was great. And um, now and then with with Jay Uso uh, being back, I thought they were going to milk it to where he would be gone a little longer. But I'm fine with him being back in the mix. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with Jay Uso. I, I saw, excuse me, I saw one post where they were trying to pit him against uh, Gunther for the IC title, and I'm all for that because you got to keep him in in top tier competition. Uh, he doesn't need to be challenging. He doesn't need to be challenging Seth for the world title uh, at the moment. But at the same time, it he he definitely needs to be in the serious mix for a a title, and I think that uh, him versus Gunther would really be fantastic. And in truth, if you're not gonna if if um, if, uh, if Chad Gable isn't the one to beat him, it probably should be Jay. Because Jay was real close to beating Roman Reigns, who's the Universal Champion, and so if, if he's on that level, which I believe that he is, surely he can take down Gunther, and he he should be the one to do that um, because he's super over too. So it's like if you're gonna pull the trigger, it should be with Jay if you're not gonna give it to Chad. So that to me, those are the only two people that you can really that can really benefit the most from beating a uh, like Gunther. Now, I don't watch AEW. Like I, I see snippets, I see clips. I'm not really invested in that company. I'm glad it exists, just like I'm glad Impact exists and NWA and New Japan, all these places. I'm glad they exist because I mean I like pro wrestling, and you know wrestling as a as a uh, as a industry and as a as a art form is is wonderful. I I love wrestling. I love the psychology of it. I love the the nuances. I I, I love everything about wrestling. Uh, and when it comes to AEW, why I don't really invest in it from a watching standpoint all of the time um 
I do like some of the, you know, I do like some of the things that they're trying to do. Um, and it's a different flavor. It's a different, you know, it's a different feel in AEW. Um, but the biggest news was that uh, CM Punk was fired, uh, you know, by Tony Khan. Everybody's talking about it. So I want to talk, talk about it <laughs> um, to close out. Um, but yeah, you know, CM Punk's fired by Tony Khan. And um, I just think that everything came to a head. He had been having issues uh, for a while. He got suspended, uh, you know, with the issue with the elite. And then he comes back. And and then uh, now this issue with Jack Perry happens. And he just, and, and he's saying, hey, I quit. And him and Tony got into it. And Tony was saying that he feared for his life. And uh, because Punk, I guess, came at him really, you know, really hard. Like, but I just think that it's, it's probably is it, for the best. Um, he there's not there's really nothing more that he can do there. Uh, I think he's had realistically he's probably had all the matches that he can have with the with the talent that he's probably supposed to to encounter. And I mean that's that's pretty much it. And you know he went out. He didn't lose the title, so it's like he. He can truly say, hey, nobody beat me, you know, for, you know, for the AEW, uh, you know, real world's title. But it's like now that he's gone, now everybody's speculating, oh, it's CM Punk back to WWE. And I mean, I posted this uh, in response to something. I I think the WWE would be foolish, like Triple H would be would be foolish um, not to at least make the call and see what's up. Say, hey, you know. What will it take to get you back here? Um, do you do you want to come back? Do you want to? Do you even want to wrestle anymore? Like, what do you want to do? Um, it's like I know we you know we haven't seen eye to eye and everything, but at the same time, hey man, there's money to be made. You know, we've got some things that we can plug you into. Um, you can make things interesting. You're you're over. Um, we wouldn't have to get you over, you know, because everybody knows who you are and. We got some guys that you know you can really have some great matches with, and it's just about what what are you, what do you really want to do? What do you want to accomplish? And and then break down. This is what this is the landscape. Um, and in order to plug you in, you're you're gonna have to kind of wait it out because we have this is what we have going on. Roman's the champion, and it's gonna be a while before we find somebody that's worthy of taking it off. Um, but it would be great to see you and Roman in the ring having segments, if not, you know, having a match. Um, you know, we could, you know, you could go up against Gunther or, you know, like LA Knight. I mean, he's the up and coming guy. We, you know, you could really test to see if, if he really has it. Um, there's so many other guys, so many other combinations. You know, I would love to see him and Gable going at it, uh, and, and him kind of like lighting a fire under Gable. It's like, what are you doing, man? Like, you need to be, you know, sit. like there's there's some things that you can do with the CM Punk at this stage that would really be great. Um, I think him and him and Kevin Owens would be probably really fun as to, as a tag team and as as probably uh opponents like there there are some things that you could do with cm punk that would be really fun um but you you just have to 
again, they're they're going to have to talk about the landscape and what's realistic. Like, you know, and, and of course, him and Cody might cross paths, but it's like they, they have to talk through those things and try to come to a consensus of, you know, what would, if he was to come back, what would he want to do? What would he want to be involved in? What would his role want to be? Um, all those things. Would he, would he, you know, how would he want to be used um, as a talent and, and have him understand, hey, you know, again, we also have the Judgment Day thing going on. And that's a big part of what we have, what we have planned. And so that kind of muddies the waters a little bit as well when it comes to, OK, what do you want? So but there are things I think that can be negotiated, can be worked out. Um, but I think w- CM Punk in the WWE uh, would be interesting to watch but i mean again it's about what what punk wants to do does he want to wrestle um you know is he truly just done with the business in general um it 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 can't and and some things are on him um you know he's got to prove that that he can be a guy that can't that 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 companies can do business with without there always being an issue because as the old adage says it's like when 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 your name keeps coming up you know it it, everything is is at some point you got to look at you too it's like you know everything can't not be your fault like some of the stuff is on you what did you do uh and there's some things that he has to own and just like all sides have to own it, but it's like when your name keeps coming up, there there's some there's some fire to that smoke eventually. Uh, so everybody can't be lying. <laughs> so there there's that to consider too. But um, I you know it's it's a it's a weird situation. Uh, that's definitely not the way you would like for him to go out if you're a wrestling fan, but. It'll be interesting to see what his next uh, step is. Um, but I just, I'm a wrestling fan. I, I, I love watching it and uh, I'm excited to see uh, what goes on in, in the industry as a whole. And so that is it for the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. To, I know this is really long. <laughs> it's probably going on two hours, but I mean, hey, it's the return. So a lot to cover. It's a lot of a lot of different things going on sports wise. You know, basketball's getting ready to start up soon. Um, I know there's a the, the World Cup is playing in basketball. And Team USA just lost to Lithuania, so they got to come back and, and and you know figure out things. Baseball's getting ready to get into the watchable season for me. Um, I think on last podcast I said I want I want to follow it. Um, and I've been I've been looking here and there, but I'll probably start paying attention um, a little bit more. Maybe even watch a couple of games uh, since it's going to be close to the playoffs, or, and definitely in the playoffs, it'll be watchable um, for me because now I know who's who's playing for real, and they'll be actually playing for something. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot. This is the sweet spot if you're a sports fan because everything is converging. So uh, great podcast. Uh, if, if you enjoyed it, uh, you know, let me know, like, subscribe, share, you know, uh, respond to the, you know, to the posts, because, uh, you know, I usually share it via social media. And, you know, again, I'm just I'm having fun with this. 
Uh, I'll probably uh, I want to get back and and do a, a Bible uh, Bible time podcast too because I gotta I gotta get back into Proverbs, and um, we're gonna have another uh, Numbers uh, five thirteen uh, podcast coming up soon, and um, because I, I gotta keep that going is it, it took a break because. Uh, I know the, the people I want to get on, you know, that it, it's been busy. I want to get uh, my pastor and uh, and first lady on uh, to so, to get their perspective. But there's some other guests I want to get on too. So stay posted uh, on that as well. And got a new book out called My Daddy Taught Me, and that that's my latest children's book. I'm probably gonna uh, I'll probably the next podcast I have uh, I'll have a uh, a uh a read for that uh right now i just have the uh watch your temper one which is still for sale which is still available and um again i have um also have a new publishing company um that's called uh sunlight sunlight uh publishing and i'm excited about that uh, because i just i want to publish books that are uh, a blessing from God that that uh, are for children. Um, that that's the pretty much what this what Sunlight is about. Primarily, uh, we are going to have some other Christian literature on there, but primarily is going to be uh, kind of like for children's books and whatnot. Uh, so, get a book and uh, you know read to your kids. So <laughs> that's that. I have a, a read for that as well. Um, so, yeah, great things coming up. Hope everybody has hope everybody has a good week. Love everybody. Take care. God bless.